Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Along with my world-famous co-host, Ms. Leanne Whippen, and the usual suspects hanging around the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in the Portland area. And we're also on USA Radio Networks. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. You can find out more about Painted Hills Natural Beef. Just go online to PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Well, I got to tell you, today's guest, met him a couple weeks ago in Texas, but honestly, I've never talked to a former NFL professional football player that turned into a pit master. But today we are Shannon Snell, uh, who's the head pit master down at Sonny's Barbecue in Maitland, Florida, just down the street from Leanne, so to speak. But you also played um, in, at Florida in college and then went off to the NFL. But welcome, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited and <laughs> Uh, to be honest with you, I was super excited. Super excited. We were out, out in Dallas a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago, and I got to meet Leanne and uh, big fans of you guys. I was kind of like a fanboy. Barbecue <laughs> icons here, so uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, absolutely, no problem. Um, so, how do you go from NFL to pitmaster, Shannon? Well, I can put it this way. I was an offensive lineman, so I went around. I went from pushing 300-pound guys to pushing 300-pound hogs. <laughs> that's, that's kind of my analogy there. But um, it's weird. You know, I, I wanted something in the field and uh, where I had fun. Um, I just enjoyed what I do. And, you know, with the NFL, it became kind of like a – I wasn't having fun anymore. After college, it became a lot of a job. And, um, you know, it was great money and everything. But at some point in time, my dad had always told me, Shannon, you need to find something to do that you really love and you can stick with for a majority of your life and, and, and try to make it fun, make it a hobby. Enjoy what you enjoy, what you do. And, and that's kind of how I uh, kind of walked into the barbecue realm, if you will. Well, that's a, that's a really interesting story. I I play a lot of golf and we get a lot of retired NFL players come through on the kind of the quasi celebrity golf tournament circuit. Right. You know, like most of them can't walk anymore. I will say that, you know, they're kind of limping around. Right. Um, but I've never met anybody that was became a pit master, you know, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. You know, the cool thing is yeah, I, I used to grow. I used to hop on the grill with my grandfather when I was, you know, 10 years old, you used to have all these these really cool barbecues and you see that that nice blue smoke rolling out that chimney and you're like, man, this is really cool, right? It, you know, with barbecue, it kind of brings you back to those times that you had. You know, we talk about throwing a barbecue. Sure. Um, it means like throwing fun, having a party. And that's kind of the, it brought me back to those times when I would hang out with him on the back porch and we would have whether it be a birthday party or get together, whatever it was. Um, you just smell that smoke and it was just very nostalgic for me. Uh, so, you know, at, at some point in my life, I knew I wanted to do something with food um, and barbecue people, you, me, Leanne, we're all a little bit different. 
Right. We're all, I mean, we're definitely different people, right? We're cut from a different cloth, uh, different, uh, cloth. So I just, I said, barbecue is, is, is something I want to explore. I want to be challenged as we both know, bar- barbecue can challenge us every single day. And at the end of the day, you know, I haven't stopped learning, right? That's, that's the biggest thing. If you haven't, if you don't, if you, if you haven't stopped learning your craft and you always have something else that tomorrow is going to bring. And that's exactly where I'm at. So how much did the time spent with your granddad, um, that seemed like from what you just said was a really good basis to start with, yeah. but how much did that influence your cooking style or how much have you changed? I mean, it's a big difference cooking on the porch with family and half a dozen people going to sit down to Sunday dinner versus cooking for a couple, 300 people a day or whatever it is. For sure. Yeah. You know, just like I do. And Leanne, you know, the same way that barbecue is, is an evolution, right? It started off at one thing and we see over time, how cool things can get, whether you're doing, you know, brisket, you know, whether you're doing brisket for a competition, uh, mm-hmm. if you're doing chicken or chicken lollipops or whatever it's going to be, it's kind of an evolution. It's always a challenging fact. So watching my grandfather, it really brought back those memories. I wanted to, what I, like I said, what I wanted to do was I wanted to enjoy uh, my craft. I wanted to, you know, build my job or, or what I wanted to do on a daily basis around what I just had fun doing. I did that with football. Football was fun. Like I've been playing football since I was like 13 years old. I happened to be pretty decent at it and, and made a career out of it for a little bit of a time. That's all I knew. So I knew mm-hmm. that the next phase of my life that I was going to step into, I wanted to have fun and build a craft out of it. And naturally that was going to be barbecue. So the good news is that I had a really great base and, and the guy I learned from or that, that helped bring me along was a Florida Gator, Florida Gator booster. His name was Floyd Sonny Tillman, who, obviously owns Sonny's Barbecue where I work. And he was one of the guys that really pioneered my vision of business, you know, tailing off my grandfather when I used to cook with him at that 10 years old. But I just tailed off of his business and what he built. And he's been around since 1968, right? He's one of the oldest chains here in the, in the Southeast of the country. And, you know, I felt it would be challenging for me. I felt it would be uh, rewarding. And uh, I don't think... Uh, I think I was right. I think we hit, I think it hit on all those points. Yeah. Do you miss getting the snot beat out of you by 300 pound linemen, opposing linemen? Listen, I was beating the snot out of people. Okay? <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's funny that you ask. I mean, I miss the game. I mean, when you walk away from it, like I said, for, you know, up until I was about 26, 27 years old, it was a 14 year period that, not a year went by that I wasn't putting on the pads or I wasn't out running out there on a the football field. So it was a, it was a dramatic change, but here's the thing at this point in my life, I've been doing barbecue longer than I've been playing football. There you go. So I definitely enjoy this, And it's still challenging. I got out of football because I said, you know what? I just don't feel the challenge anymore. I don't feel the drive or the passion. And we all know that one solid cook or, or one solid cook can make you feel like a King, but then, <laughs> One bad brisket or one bad slab of ribs can make you feel like you've you learned nothing over the course of, you know, a, a decade and a half. Sure. Isn't that the truth? So uh, when did you actually official uh, officially become part of Sonny's? So I officially became part of Sonny's back in 2007. So I was uh, right at around, what, 20, 25 years old. Um, I had just gotten out of football, was kind of searching for a career, right? I made a little bit of money, so I traveled around for a little bit, and I was just trying to figure out what the next step was. I knew. You know, the money wasn't going to last forever. So I said, I have to get into a career um, that's going to be rewarding that I can, you know, obviously make a living. 
And lo and behold, like I said, I met Floyd Sonny Tillman. I met him at a event when I was in college. Huh. And he told me, he's like, you know, Shannon, whenever you get out of football, you should join my concept. At the time, I didn't really put, you know, two and two together that that was going to be, you know, five years later. But I came back to Gainesville, Florida, where I, where I went to school at the University of Florida. And I said, you know, this is probably the best thing I can do. This is uh, this is something that I'm kind of interested in. And a couple of days later, I, I joined Sonny's Barbecue. And it was it, it's been I haven't looked back since it's been one of the most positive things I could have done with my life. Uh, not realizing it at that point in time. Sure. Uh, Is it easier to get up and fire up the pits in the morning or put on the pads? I got to say fire up the pits. You know, you're, you know, at the end of the day, there's going to be a reward. You're going to taste some pretty good barbecue or, some, yeah. or whatever you cook. Maybe it's good or bad. You're going to taste the barbecue that you cook. So I got to say there's a payoff there. With football, you put on the pads, you know, at some point in time, you're going to end up running into another guy that's the same size as you. That's not as rewarding in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's not that's, that's not not the kind of coffee that you want in the morning. Yeah. No, I wouldn't think so. It will get your attention, I'm sure, but it's <laughs> it will certainly get your attention, but it's not as rewarding. Yeah. So um, we got a couple minutes before we go to break here, Shannon. When when you started at, at Sunny's, did you did you bring in your own recipes, your own seasonings, or did you develop more as you went along, or did they already have it packaged up for you to start with? It's funny because we talk about the evolution of barbecue and I'm not scared to say this, but Sonny's was, you know, we were almost stuck in the 60s, 70s, 80s, where we had kind of lived. It had became a really great chain. And for me, I was wet behind the ears coming in. I, I knew very little about barbecue. I knew very little about the barbecue scene, except for maybe what you might have read in a magazine or seen on TV. Sure. Um, and that was very little at the time back in back in those days. But the barbecue mm -hmm. circuit hadn't started hadn't started gotten hot at that point until maybe like, you know, 15, 20 years ago in mainstream media. So the stuff that you actually got to see was very, very little. And Sonny's, like I said, had been stuck behind the time. Um, back in 2013, uh, Sonny's rebranded. Uh, Sonny's yeah. rebranded where they went through all the recipes. They went through uh, a lot of the cooking processes and really exploded to becoming one of the leading chains in the United States because of the fact of they were able to uh, really kind of change the processes and catch up with the time, which was really important to our growth and the reason why we're still around today. Wow. That's a, that's a huge story. Mm -hmm. I uh, feel like they're one of the first uh, franchise barbecue operations that really recognized quote pit masters and how integral and, and important that person is um, to the whole cooking process and the authenticity. And I, I attribute Sonny's really took that, I think, and ran with it. And I think that, really helped with their success as well and yeah, having definitely. you as a pit master <laughs> you know it's cool because I, I think people need to understand whether you're going to a single store operation or you're going to a multi-unit franchise you need to understand that these pit masters are real people uh -huh. right you don't want them yeah. to be paid actors you want to be able to walk into a restaurant and see the guy that you saw in the barbecue magazine or see the guy that you or lady that you saw in on the tv ad or commercial uh -huh. because that feels more real and authentic and it gives you that level of credibility where somebody might be a, an, an aspiring pit master themselves and might be trying to do what you're doing here over the next year or two so it's actually sure. a very it was a very successful step for us because it gave not only sunny's barbecue credibility but most pit masters the mom and pops it gave them credibility credibility as well mm -hmm. i agree wow um 
We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back with Shannon Snell. Um, we, I promise not to bug you too much about your football career, Shannon. But I do, I do have a herd of guys, so to speak, that follow this show. And whenever we get a celebrity or a sports figure on it, they're all over my butt. So I, you know, we got to get a little, little bit of more football in there. So um, absolutely, no problem with that. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back here on Barbecue Nation on the USA Radio Networks in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is Barbecue Nation. I'm your commander in the chair today. JT, along with my co-pilot and co-commander, uh, Miss Leanne Whippen, as you've seen on TV many times, and now for the past what six months you've been with us here. Yes, yes, yes. it's been a, a thrilling, thrilling ride. Uh, if you want to email us, just go to uh, uh, barbecuenationjt.com, and there's a little icon down on the page where you can send us a message, and either Leanne or myself will answer your questions or. Um, you know, address your comments, so to speak. Also, we're on Facebook, um, both personally and for the show, and Twitter, and Leanne and I both have personal Twitter accounts and uh, show Twitter accounts, and we're all over the place. So anyway, Mm -hmm. but we're talking with Shannon Snell today from Sonny's Barbecue, and Shannon's a former NFL player, and now he's a pit master at Sonny's down in Maitland, Florida. How long did it take you to get used to the routine of a restaurant? A restaurant, even though they may be only open, say, 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. it's a 24-hour deal, especially in a barbecue restaurant, because there's always you know meat to trim, there's fires to look after, if you will, all that. How long did it, there's a shift, you know, a paradigm shift on what you're actually doing with your life. So tell us about your your transition from, you know, helmets to uh, fireboxes. <laughs> What's well, funny that you say that. I remember walking in and uh, being a little bit new to the restaurant uh, business. Um, and, and I got to say, you know, I've seen the operations in Italian restaurants and Mexican restaurants and barbecue is still unlike anything you're going to experience, right? You think you're going right. to walk in one, one thing and, you know, you, you get this kind of opinion and this, uh, this mindset of what it's going to be barbecue is definitely a little bit different. Uh, for me personally, you know, you never really get used to what uh, a brisket guy goes on the smoker is going to look like when it comes out or when you, when you're having to spread it with some love, right? Because we know that if you take two briskets, right, you season them the same way, they could weigh around the same amount of, you know, same, same weight, you put them in the same spot, they're going to come out totally different. Uh-huh. Right. We talk about barbecues, love and, and that that time that you invest into it. I, I don't think I think every day is it's it's a little bit something different. You never really get used to it because it's like a brand new day. A guy that I used to admire uh, a lot. Um, he said barbecue is a brand new day every day. You can't get used to the same routine because once you get comfortable and once you get lax in what you're doing with, you know, in, in the barbecue world, something changes. Something right. happens. 
whether right. it's your product, uh, whether it's your process, whether it could be your smoker's not firing right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I've ever gotten used to the process or used and never really, even now, right? I got five smokers in, in the back of my house right now. Every one of those smokers will cook differently every single time I fire it up just because mm-hmm. nothing's ever going to be the same. So, you know, to be honest with you, Jeff, I got to, I try to attack it um, like it's a brand new day. Like it's like you never get used to it because you got to be aware of anything that's going to happen. You got to be ready. And, be, and part of being a pit master, as you guys both know, is that you have to adjust on the fly. You can, If it was easy, everybody would do it. If you took your slab of ribs and you put it on the same spot in your smoker, close your smoker and walked away from it, chances are high there's going to be something that goes wrong, right? Uh-huh. Part, of being a pit master, part of being a pit master is saying, hey, can I make adjustments with a snap of my fingers to make this barbecue the best barbecue that comes off? With that being said, you never fully get adjusted to what you're going to end up coming into, whether you're putting it on a smoker or whether you're preparing it beforehand. But that's the fun of it. That is why they call us different, right? They call us different because we're crazy people. Because we love the challenge of and look, I'm sure there's been plenty on both of you guys, including myself. There's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and discouraging behavior and successes. And that is the that is what challenges me every day to be a pit master. Is that you never know what you're going to get. It's like Forrest Gump says. It's like a life is like a box of chocolate. Yep. You never know what you're going to get. And that's kind of what describes barbecue. Hey, you know what? I, I, I have a question for you. Um, so when people learn their craft and they get better and like you learn the restaurant operations, were you ever tempted to go open up your own place? I still am. Yeah, <laughs> I, still, I still am. And, and you know what? You know, it, the thing is with that is that I walked into a place where the processes were set. They changed over time. So I had to adjust with them. Um, but sometimes I look at it and I'm saying, you know, there's a lot to this, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of times you see the glitz and the glamour and when you don't have to worry about your payroll, you don't have to worry about your, you know, your meat provider, who you're buying from all this stuff. It gets to be pretty scary, especially mm-hmm. when we're in, in the times that we're in right now is that, you know, product is so ever changing. You may get one, you know, you may get one box of something this week. The next week is something totally different. And that's just, that's the scary fact that we deal with. But the part of me that's challenged says I need to open up my own place to try to see what I'm made of. Right. Mm, I'm all about right. succeeding. I'm all about challenging myself. Maybe that's the next, next step in my career, but you know what? Sonny's barbecue has treated me so well. Um, they've treated my family great. It has been a just a blessing to work for them and, and the people. I work for a franchisee of Sonny's Barbecue called iServe, the largest franchisee of, of Sonny's Barbecue in America. Uh, great people, just really a blessing to work with. And they've really taught me, just like I talk about learning every single day. They, I've learned a lot from that group, just like I've learned from Sonny Tillman and, and the people before him. Uh-huh. Well, let me give you a piece of advice, my friend. Before you jump into your own brick and mortar, that blonde lady up there on the left-hand top of your screen, <laughs> I think you need to go have her invite her down for lunch or something and <laughs> and talk to her for, won't take long, a couple hours. <laughs> you make it sound like it's a bad thing. It's, no, not. it's not. It's, it's not. Just, he's got a point. It's extremely challenging, but it also at the same time, it's very nice to have a business that's your own. And, um, you know, that says a lot and it is a stepping stone in life and what yeah. you want to do and, and what your goals are. So I, I commend you. And I, I, 
I hope you do. And I hope it's near where I live in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Leanne. You know I'm from Tampa, so. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, but we, I, we talked about this. Yes. About yeah, yeah small world. Born and raised, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm from way far away, but I appreciate you both greatly. We got to take a break. We're going to be back with Shannon Snell from Sunny's Barbecue, Miss Leanne Whippin, and myself here on The Nation right after this. Don't go away. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. We'd like to thank you folks. Uh... Oh, my goodness, where? Over at Painted Hills Natural Beef, way over in the middle of uh, eastern Oregon. Uh, beef the way nature intended. Check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And also Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Unmatched uh, balance and quality and uh, efficiency in your kitchen. You can look them up online, too, also at GunterWilhelmKnives.com. We're talking with Shannon Snell today. If Shannon's name sounds familiar to you, to you but not from the barbecue world... <clears throat> he was University of Florida um, All-American, uh, played football there, and then you played for, what, the Broncos, Cowboys, and the Jags? That is correct. Which was your favorite team to play for? I am 100% a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, okay. boy. Yeah. My sister's going to love that. <laughs> okay. Listen, I was a Dallas Cowboy when uh, I was a little boy. I had a mm. Dallas Cowboy full outfit. I had hats. I had like, I love the Cowboys, even, like, before they were great in the 90s. I remember just loving the logo, the star. I actually went out to Texas one time and just loved it, right? It was just like Texas just felt great to me. Um, so, yeah, I was a Dallas Cowboy through and through. Actually, when I, when I started playing for them, it was, like, the coup de grace for me. It was the it was yeah. dream sure. It was a dream come true. They, I will say – the Cowboys have always had very classic uniforms. Okay. Yeah. They were always the, the, the lines, if you will. And I'm not a fashion designer. Believe me, I wear Wranglers, but they always, uh, they always look good. The, the front lines looked intimidating. Their receivers looked like they could just go a million what about miles. The cheerleaders. <laughs> I was getting to that. I was getting to that. If you could have led with that. Yeah. Well, if I'd have led with that, then nobody would listen to the rest of the thing. But, you know, and then there's the cheerleaders who happen to have their own TV show. So <clears throat> were you ever a cheerleader, man? Me? I know Shannon wasn't. Uh, I was I definitely I not a cheerleader. I was a baton twirler for a bit. No, I tried out for cheerleading one time and my sister was appalled. I couldn't even do a cartwheel. No, I'm about as uncoordinated <laughs> as they come. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> moving, moving on, moving on here. Um, when you, when you said they made some adjustments at Sunny's, did they really accept like your input into that? Shannon, I mean, as far as like, 
you know, maybe they said we're going to go from from this to this. Maybe we're going to go. We've got pork ribs, but maybe we're going to ask add beef ribs to the menu. I don't know what it was, but my point is, as their pit master, even as a learning pit master, did they accept your uh, input as far as those changes? I think they do now. Okay, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. The guy that actually changed the game for us. His name is Brandon Manley. He actually came out of Oklahoma. There was a place called Rib Crib in Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, and he was the director of operations there. And, and let me say this real quick before we get into it. Oklahoma, mid, you know, that that Oklahoma, you got uh, Texas, that around that area. Even mm-hmm. stuff. They know how to do barbecue. Let's call yes, it what they it do. is. And as you go towards, as you get out towards that way, you know, Sunny stretches out towards the Louisiana area, all the way up to Kentucky. But once you get into the Texas area and the Oklahoma area, they do barbecue a little bit different, right? And it's, and it's really specific, that, the way they cook it, you know, the woods that they use, the flavor profiles that they use is very different, very different region. Um, but Brandon came from Rip Rip in Oklahoma, brought a lot of the processes with him, right? The, the, the processes that we were using with rubs and the, the flavors and um, even some of the sauces um, really integrated that into what Sonny's was. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. Sonny's was a little bit of a, uh, it was fledging a little bit. It was starting to kind of go down and there was newer, hotter, more hip barbecue places coming around. And, you know, we were basically trying to figure out what the problem was and what, what the issues were, why we weren't, you know, succeeding because we had been around since 1968. We had a really loyal following of people in the game in the in the central Florida area. Um, but we just we were having problems getting over the hump. And Brandon was a humongous, humongous part of coming on board and really changing the game. As a guy that really knew that Oklahoma territory barbecue had dabbled in Texas, had done some had done quite a bit of competition cooking. Um, he said, you know, what is going to get us to the next level? What is going to Take this brand that's been around for a while, that has a great story, right? And we get back to what we just talked about, about the great barbecue. People want great barbecue. That's why they'll come back. Mm-hmm. We had a great story. We had, you know, we had all the ambiance. We had all the cool stuff, but we just missed a little bit on the barbecue. People were doing it better at that point. So sure. we had to redo the processes. When something's not working, right? Let's say we're on a competition. All three of us are cooking on a competition. And we keep getting, we, we, we get no walks, right? We get no walks and it happens time after time after time again. What do we do? We have to adjust what we're doing, whether it's the sure. cooking time, whether it's, you know, the seasoning, we're trying to figure out the region we're in, if it's not working, the sauces, whatever it is, we have to adjust. And that's what we did at Sunny's. We adopted some people in, even guys like myself. They said, look, we need to kind of get your input. What is, what's going on here? What do you taste? Um, we need to get out in the barbecue community and see what's working. And as we did that, we started to see a full term. We started to see, better growth. We started to see numbers start to skyrocket and, and we're at a, at a peak right now that we've probably never experienced before, which is a great thing for Sunday's barbecue. Mm, That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I was, I was reading about you, I mean, we met briefly in Texas, but you do a thing called the, uh, uh, great gator grill out. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really cool. I, even though I went to a different college, I did a thing for a number of years called the quack shack for the Oregon ducks. Right. Um, but I want to hear more about your great gator grill out because it, it was a recruiting type approach, but, uh, and you worked with, I think Dan Mullen on that, but I want to hear in your words. Yeah. So what happened was it was, 
Dan Mullen's first year, he just came in and, you know, at this point in time, they're trying to, at, for any university to be successful in any sport, right? You got to recruit, you got to get good guys that come in, um, get them coached up and, and win games. Um, specifically back in 2018, when Dan came in, um, I remember him, I remember he sent one of his staffers out and had him reach out to me. Now, he knew I was a Florida Gator. I mean, he did his research and everything like that, but he heard that we had some pretty daggone good barbecue, right? And I said, you know, and when it's when it comes to the football team, I've done stuff for him in the past. I treat him pretty special, but I make sure, sure that they're, they're well taken care of because I know what it's like. I was an athlete. I was a, I was a football player there, so I want to be able to kind of pass it along and and do this and just make it twofold, right? I want to, I want to pay it forward. Um, so I decided, he says, look, I want to have a badass barbecue. I want to have a barbecue that people are going to remember. I said, okay. So whenever somebody challenges you, right? I just, yeah. the athlete me that, 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 that drive, somebody challenges you. It says, Hey, I need to do something that I've never done before. I need to kind of go to a barbecue quote unquote mindset that I've never been in and really blow this thing up because during his first season, obviously, uh, first impression, first impressions are lasting impressions. Right. And that's it, obviously for myself to um, to that coaching staff that just came in, but also to any person that might call Florida home. Right. I, I want to see the program be successful. So I spent so the event was like a week away. And I, you know what? I spent a solid um, 72 hours, 72 hours working on this event. And it, it, there was. 300 and uh, I'm sorry, 400 kids there. There was going to be 400 kids, mm. recruits, coaches, parents. There's going to be a gauntlet of people that could determine the University of Florida's future for ultimately the next four to five years. So I put on this event, Jeff. And when I say, you know, sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss whenever you're cooking right. barbecue, right? Uh-huh. Right. This specific one, I hit. It was like, I don't know if I could have gotten any better on this day, right? I wish, I, <laughs> I wish some of the stuff I would have had been doing at a Florida Barbecue Association event or freaking a KCBS event because it was the ribs that I produced and they call them relationship ribs. If you ever hear that term, that's what it kind of grew from because as we kind of catered that event and as we kind of pushed out that barbecue, there was so much, I mean, the event was great itself because they had so many cool things going on around it, but there was hundreds of people talking about the barbecue. I mean, when I say hundreds, I was like, there was, they were interviewing the kids. They said, Hey, what was the best part about this event? They said, this barbecue that we had was unlike anything we've ever tasted. There you go. Mm. And that gave me good. It actually still gives me goosebumps right now. It was one, like, we all have this time in our life. We can think back to a moment that you did something so good on a on a grill or a smoker or whatever. And it was that good. You were like, I don't know if I can replicate this. Yeah. I don't know if it was a day or the blessing from God. It just, it hit. And they called it so from there on, moving forward, even till now, we just got finished doing one. Uh, they call it the Great Gator Grill Out. And that Gator Grill Out is because a Gator's doing the grill out, which is myself. And they cut and they make sure we're always there because we just really uh produce really just mind-blowing barbecue. I'm not I'm not even like I, I'm I'm one of the most humble people you will meet, but it was like I was so impressed with myself, I was like <laughs> I couldn't even believe it myself. Oh, there you go. That's a good thing, though. So do you ever actually cook a gator? I've cooked gator. I cooked gator before. Yeah. I've smoked gator, and it's, you know, it's funny. It's that if you don't cook it the right way, it's really tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, really tough, but it's it actually is a very good, it's a lean piece of meat, surprisingly. Right. Not. It's a very lean piece of meat, but it's really great if you can uh, if you can get it right. 
Mm-hmm. You you might be surprised at this, Shannon, but the best gator I've ever eaten was in uh, Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. They yeah. There? <laughs> yeah. They 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 must import them from somewhere. I don't know where they get them, but uh, I've eaten I've eaten gator a bunch of times in my life. But there's a little funky restaurant there, and I went in to have lunch one day, and they had gator on the menu, and so I ordered it. It was it was delightful. So. You know, the funny thing, Jeff, is that you find some of the coolest items at like some of these hole in the wall yeah. uh-huh. restaurants. Like, well, I mean, you find some hidden gems. Yeah. Sure. And and sometimes you find uh, a lump of coal, too, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it was really good. Anyway, I won't belabor that. We're going to take another break here on Barbecue Nation. Come back and wrap up the radio show, and I think we can con Shannon into sticking around for after hours. Um, and, and that'll be fun, believe me, when I hit him with those lightning round questions. Anyway, we'll be back in just a minute on USA Radio Network. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. You're on USA Radio Networks uh, from our Turn It, Don't Burn It studios. myself and miss leanne whippen my co-host and mr shannon snell from uh sunny's barbecue and of course shannon's a former all-american and football player and stuff and i'll tell you the guys that follow me in my little mafia out here they're gonna go nuts when they figure out that we talk to you Mm -hmm. i mean i'm being serious i'm being serious because anytime we're able to interview uh you know a a professional sports figure or do a charity golf event with them or anything like that. Shannon, these guys are maniacal. They're on my ass the whole time. So it, it'll be good for you. I've, after everything that you've done, uh, went through school and you're a Gator, of course, and, and, you know, you played in the pros and now you're doing um, your pitmaster work there at Sunny's. What's the biggest thing you think you've learned through all of this? Oh. And that's a big question, so I'll give you a second. But yeah, and, and and you know, the funny thing is, I actually know the answer to that is that you don't know everything that you think you know, right? You never really stop learning, um, and, and that's the truth. And barbecue is that that truest form that will teach you that. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. feel, and the and the funny thing is, is that as as soon as you think, it goes back to what my dad had told me. He's he's like, when you when you have stopped learning. Whatever you're doing, it's time to move on to the next the next venture. It's time to move on to the next adventure. And for myself, man, it's just like I said, I've cooked some really good food. I've gone through some really great classes. I've learned a lot of great things. But just even like Leanne, like mm-hmm. being out in you know Fort Worth a couple of weeks ago, I learned mm-hmm. so much from people I really looked up to. And you know what? And in my small space of of, of Central Florida. You know, I was I'm looked up to as kind of a, a barbecue, a, a guy that knows a lot about barbecue. But when I got outside my realm, I realized like I was a small fish. I, there's still a lot for me to learn. I, I got to talk to Mo Cason out there, and Mo is, you know, Mo said Mo reiterated the same thing. He's like Shannon, I haven't stopped learning. And Mo yeah. Cason is somebody I learn from, or I'm watching on TV, or I'm looking at his YouTube videos. Like I'm just, it's kind of a really humbling fact of. Like I, you will not stop learning in this in this thing that we call barbecue. 
Mm-hmm. And I like to say that because it's like, you know, everybody says we're different. Everybody says we're crazy people. Everybody says, you know, you know, barbecue is just like anything else. That is not the truth. Mm-hmm. If you if you barbecue will bring you to your knees because of the fact of you just there will be times that you will have times that you have triumphs and successes. But then there'll be times that you say, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've seen both sides of that coin. So for myself, one thing I got to say that I've learned is that you will never stop learning in this in this thing we call barbecue. It's not going to happen. Yeah. As soon as you think you got it, something's going to tell you you don't. Mm-hmm. Well, and the uh, the big boys and girls, and I'm not talking about physical size, but like Leanne and Tuffy and and even Bobby Flay and those, they will all tell you that they learn from everybody. Mm-hmm. They keep their eyes open and their ears open, and that's why they always say, you know, God gave you one mouth and two ears, so you should listen twice as much as you speak, unless you're in radio. But my point mm-hmm. is, is that um, all the ones that I've known. Uh, and been associated with, they continue to learn. Uh, maybe sometimes they learn something that, you know, solidifies something they think not to do. But other times, most of the time, they're, they're, they're learning a new little tweak on something or a, uh-huh. a change in technique. Uh, Leanne, what's your thoughts on that? No, I totally agree. Um, I admire what you're saying, and I agree with you wholeheartedly that it is a constant you know, learning every day, um, even what kind of product you choose, what kind of grill there, it, there's so many variations, which to me makes it so exciting. And I never get bored with it, but at the same time, you are going to have those days that you don't have a good cook or you don't get a call at a comp. And part of the process is to not get discouraged and pick yourself up and just keep moving on because you're going to have your good days, bad days, just in life. And it happens a lot in barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, Shannon, what kind of pits are you using? Are they custom made pits just for the restaurant or are you using a commercial grade? Um, you know, tell me what you're doing there. So we have uh, in our restaurants, we have a lot of uh, we have rotisserie smokers, right? Uh, they vary from Old Hickory to Southern Pride. Um, those are both great, great. great. I, I'm a big Old Hickory fan. I got a CTO. Here, here. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm a uh-huh. huge old Hickory fan. I got a CTO in my backyard and I've been around it for a while. Um, I'm a big, I'm very partial to offset cookers. I got an Oklahoma Joe offset cooker. Um, I got a Traeger. I got, you know, I got a little bit of everything because as, you know, we talk about learning, I learned from the best and different people use different things. And Leanne, as you were saying, like there's things that change. Grills and smokers change over uh-huh. time that what was great, you know, 30 years ago, there's probably something a little bit more efficient, a little bit better now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing about the ever changing landscape of barbecue is that even with equipment, right. It's an ever changing landscape and it's some, some things are great for some people, but there's some people that can use an open pit or a little stick burner that they have and still produce that really good barbecue. Sure. No, it's, uh, and it's also kind of what you get used to and comfortable with. You know, we, we were, Leanne and I were doing a, a different show. We were guests on a show this morning. And of course, I live where the pellet grills kind of originated from up here in the Northwest. Yeah. And it was a, <clears throat> it was a function of, we have all this, what we call slash wood up here. It's just piled up, you know, after they've logged something or whatever. And they, there's wood they can't use. There's still trees, but what do you do with them? You burn them up. It's a waste. That's how pellets kind of came into being. And they built these mills that could strip off the bark and turn them into pellets. And then Mr. Traeger started and uh, that came. 
still different because prior to that, everybody was either on a gas grill or a Weber charcoal, mm -hmm. you know, you know, like that. I don't think like in my area of the country, we saw an offset stick burner for until maybe 20 years ago, sure, mm -hmm. something like that. So it's all a, a, a matter of learning and, and uh, absorbing like that. Um, is there anything that you want to do with your cooking, Shannon, that you haven't done yet? Uh, I mean, I know you do some comps and you're doing great at the restaurants and all that, but is there something out there that's kind of like this big brass ring for S Shannon Stell that you want to get your finger around there? Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that you ask. You know, it's maybe not so much due to cooking. I know over the course of time, I wanted to create my own rubs and my own sauces. Um, that's a really, really big uh, thing to me. And I have my own, right? Yeah. I have my own rubs and sauces that I use at the house. I use um, for different events, but, you know, uh, not only have my family or my friends or, or, you know, people that come over to my house taste, you know, what I created, but I want to be able to have the public taste it as well. You know, if that's, if there's going to be a next step for me, it would probably be that. Shannon, how can people follow you? How can they find you on the social media and stuff? For sure. Yeah. So on Twitter, you can find me at the big boss, T H E E. B-I-G-B-O-S-S, -S, then the letters S-S after for Shannon Snell. So the Big Boss S-S on Twitter, or you can follow me on Instagram at Relationship Ribs. There you go. Shannon Snell, awesome. former football player and now a pit master down there at Sunny's Barbecue in Maitland, Florida. We thank you. He is going to stick around for after hours, but that wraps up our time, folks, for the radio portion of this. We thank you for listening this week. So for Shannon, Leanne, and myself, we hope you all have a good week. And remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. We'll see you later. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.